Hi, Alistair. Um, so welcome back to the to the show. And um, so we today we wanted we wanted to chat, you know, without any introduction about uh, Jakarta E and MicroProfile. And I think you are still in, in, involved somehow with both technologies, right? Yes, I I I'm still so I my my role in um in in IBM is as the kind of lead architect for Open Liberty and for Webster Liberty, which is our implementation of uh, Java E and Jakarta E and MicroProfile. So I I have a I have a an I would say a strong interest in seeing how it progresses. Um, you know, in the run up to Jakarta E eight coming out, I would say I was a lot more kind of involved day to day with Jakarta EE. Um, then kind of the new year happened and, uh, we're all trapped indoors. And, uh, I would say I've been, a, I've not quite tracked and been as much involved, but that's something I'm hoping to work out how to get back involved in because I, I missed the, con the discussions. Um, but yeah, I, I'm definitely interested and I've, I, I work with the uh, Liberty team quite a bit on, on, you know, what we're doing around implementing these things, even if I'm not necessarily always the most vocal person on the mailing lists. Yeah, no, of course. But um, uh, regarding the uh, Open Liberty team, um, how you co you consider both technologies at the same time, right? We are micro profile in Jakarta E or there's any preference or how you, how you deal with both? Jakarta E is kind of a lot more stable. Uh, the microprofile, there's a lot less churn uh, because we've, you know, up until now, it, you know, first of all, it was getting everything. So there was a Jakarta E8. So, you know, we had some people who were very heavily involved in that, uh, but it's not like we had to implement anything new. Um, so really for quite a few years, most of our attention has probably been on microprofile just because that's new evolving in API space. We were, we're implementing them. We're trying to keep them, um, keep current. We're trying to be involved in the spec. Whereas what Jakarta E has been doing is kind of IP clearance and moving it to Eclipse. Um, even with Jakarta E9, which is the kind of upcoming release at the moment, um, predominantly most of the, the stuff is dealing with the fact that the package name is going to change and how do we um, cope with the package name change? Um, how do we minimize the, the mig migration, evil word, um, headache of people who might want to go from Java E or Jakarta E8 to Jakarta E9 with the new package and less on evolving the APIs? Although some of that is happening, um, it's been less the focus. So I, I wouldn't say that I have a preference for one over the other so much as each of them have different needs mm -hmm. um, at the moment. And therefore, we we uh, apply our attention where we feel it is most beneficial. And uh, are you using, are you implementing MicroProfile from scratch this spec or, or you are relying on small RI in Open Liberty? So Liberty, at, Liberty ha implemented it, it, uh, most of micro profile with before small eye even was a kind of a, 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 a thing in, in Red Hat's eye. Um, so we have our own implementations of a lot of things. Um, we, we, we have picked up small eye for reactive messaging. Mm -hmm. Um, that's actually a bit of a challenge because, um, there's some kind of pending changes into the small eye reactive messaging code that you know, is actually a little bit difficult for us to pick up and we're still not sure if we can um but there are so you know there and there are some other areas where we're wondering about switching over 
But the thing about switching over is it's not really for free. It sounds like, oh, you can just go and pick up this piece of open source and it's, it, it, it'll just work. Uh, and it, and it isn't because they're not necessarily bug for bug compatible. You have to worry about is somebody going to be broken by the transition? So it's not, and, and there's a cost to a transition. So, um, whereas it would be nice to say, Hey, you know what? We should just go and reuse more eye everywhere. Um, it's not necessarily sensible because the cost of doing so might be more significant than just, you know, um, sticking with what we've got, especially if it's a, one of the more kind of stable areas. Yeah. And uh, it, I can also imagine, you know, the integration to the app server can be, you know, pretty, pretty deep. If you take a look at the fault tolerance and micro profile, you have deep integration with threading, with uh, metrics and stuff like that. So it's not that trivial as it looks from outside, I think. Yeah. And that, and that's actually the the thing about reactive messaging that is is a is a challenge. Is we we have you know Liberty has its own HTTP stack and its own way of doing threading, and that's you know that's been very good for us because it it, it allows us to get really good scalability and really good performance. And you know in in some in in, in some case in some of our tests runs we're significantly ahead of some of the other Javri runtimes, um, but um, small eye reactive messaging is changing to basically have some assumptions or the, an expectation around using Netty and um, uh, Netty and, and Netty's thread modeling pulled in through Vertex. And it makes sense um, from a reactive, small eye reactive messaging perspective, but we're not sure how to deal with that inside of um, Liberty at this point because we, we, we can't, you know, we don't want to end up having two HTTP stacks. That makes no sense. Um, we don't have multiple threading models. That doesn't make sense. So how do we get those things to work together? And it's not, it's not trivial. So that's a, that, that's been a, a challenge, shall we say. Yes. And, um, what's your perception? So, so my observation from outside is like we have, you know, two, two communities. So the Jakarta E and, um, and MicroProfile and both are on Eclipse foundation projects but still you know there are different point of views uh of a view you know what is which what is your perception of that so i mean is, is you know the separation between jakarta and microbuff good should be you know they be merged together or keep separate what's your thoughts on that i i i think that there's some very passionate people who have very strong opinions mm -hmm. um about this um you know you 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 look at the mailing lists and you know it, it, it can at times feel like there's very much of an us and them, like they're two warring communities. But, you know, in fact, I, I don't, I don't think that's kind of true. I think if you look at the people involved in micro profile, uh, they all come from a kind of Javari, Jakartri background. Um, they, they're all, you know, almost all of them are still involved in Javari or Jakartri in some way. Yeah. Uh, there's quite a lot of kind of cross pollination. And uh, quite a lot of people who are involved in both. So, you know, it's not so much, I think, that that it's um, two kind of different communities. It's almost as if, you know, um, they're um, two that I, I think there are people who take um, issue with me describing this. It's almost like there is one, one community, but there are two big camps within that community who have very, very different perspectives. And. You know, the, the, I think the, the, the camp who've been invested in and involving in micro profile feel, and, and I think that's quite reasonable, feel that they've done a lot to, um, 
close, uh, you know, to um, augment um, uh, what's out there for enterprise Java. So it fits better into kind of cloud uh, microservice world. And, um, you know, they, they, they think that it, it's been a success and they don't want to risk wrecking that, that success. And um, for them, um, it means that it's better if essentially MicroProfile and Jakarta stay as, you know, I, I guess maybe siblings might be a good way of thinking of it or cousins. You know, they're, they're both doing things and they can borrow from each other, but not necessarily try and step on each other's toes. I mean, one of the, there was, there's a, a very long email um, mailing list uh, about um, config because you know there are the microprofile has a config specification and uh, there's there's some people who'd like to see that in Jakarta EE and how does that happen and what should it look like and um, you know I think the risk is that it looks like there's a whole there's like a a a, a big schism between these two groups because that's not going to be good for either of them because at the end of the day you know if you need to do persistence with micro profile um you're you're probably going to use um jpa Mm -hmm. um and if you're if you want to do if i want to write a mostly java app but i want to do health then micro profile health can be added in augmented me those are kind of complementary statements um, and I think that's really the kind of the, the discussion is um, how do we move, you know, how can we move forward with these being complementary rather than being, you know, I, I, I want to be the one and only because yes. they both exist. And actually, so we have, the, this the, isn't... we have the Java E family, let's say, and we have not two rather than three camps. So I would say we have the Jakarta E camp, we have the micro profile camp, and both are vendor camps, the people like you who are actually implementing the stuff. And the third camp are users like me, which uh, uh, who, who use the, the stuff you are building. And for me, at the beginning, as it started, so micro profile was completely you no know, boring because it was like subset of Java E. For me, there was no problem to solve because all the ser- servers I knew, Open Liberty was the smallest back then. Whitefly was a little bit larger, Payara was a little bit larger, but uh, everything was still small. And you know, uh, just uh, using cons- constraining myself to use a subset of Java E was uh, pointless. But then the added value happened, like you know, microprofile matrix and config. And I thought about it would be nice if microprofile would, be, would just merge with Java E or Jakarta E. From user perspective, for me, it would be most convenient thing. You know, you have just one dependency. I don't care about all the, you know, who created what. I just would like to have one thing and use it. But then I thought about that. And what I recognize, you know, the release cycle is completely different. So like MicroProfile releases four times a year. And Jakarta E releases once. Three at the moment. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, let's say uh, back then was like at, at the most once a year. And usually every three years once or something like this. And I see this is actually perfect because for me, the most important thing is that um, the application servers are supporting both at the same time. So I can go to Open Liberty and uh, create you know, one feature Jakarta E8 and one feature MicroProfile 3 and I have both at the same time. This is the most important thing for me. Yeah, there are two features. It could be one, but I don't care. I mean, this is a small thing. And um, and uh, and then I'm actually happy. And and if MicroProfile releases a new version, I would just you know just upgrade the MicroProfile uh, part, 
And uh, for me, you know, the Jakarta E is more or less done. So it is, uh, I mean, it is really hard to invent something new which could extend, you know, the existing Jakarta E APIs. It's really hard, you know, to improve JPA a lot or have, you know, new ideas about CDI or bin validation. This is, there are small things, but it's not like, you know, uh, a revolution. And the micro profile is driven I, more. Yeah. No, I was just agreeing with you. Yeah. And a um, mi micro profile is, uh, from my perspective right now, is is completely out of control from from the from from the Java developer hands because it's mostly driven by uh, CNCF, you know, Cloud Native Foundation. So if open metrics or or uh, changes, we they have to change the micro profile metrics. So this is like it is. So they they they, they can do nothing about that. And if uh, you know this the open API changes, they will have you know to re-implement the open API and Java side. So from my perspective, it's a good thing to keep them separate. And I, I would say the micro profile should borrow as much as possible from Jakarta E, and Jakarta E should borrow nothing from micro profile because it's already stable. This is just my user point of view, no complete different perspective. Yeah, I and I can kind of understand um, understand that because. Um, I mean, and that you know, but uh, the, there is a kind of question that happens because I know that um, Sebastian Dashner said talked about you know microprofile being kind of an incubator for things, and as they become stable, they move to Jakarta EE. And I think that you know, for me at least, one of the things that very much worries me about that is when somebody uses the phrase incubator, it, it feels it sounds like you're saying don't use it. Mm -hmm. And and that's not really, I think, what the kind what we want to how we want to be thinking about microprofile. I don't think we want to be th able to think, thinking about microprofile in terms of this is something is not yet ready, and when it's ready, it will get somehow blessed, and it will move into Jakarta E, and package names will change. I think we need to think about it in terms of um, this is where um, you know. For example, one of the things we did with Microsoft at the beginning was we wanted to be somewhere we could innovate and we could uh, make changes. And we didn't hold ourselves to have an absolute backward compatibility requirement. If it, the right thing to do was to make a breaking change, we would be able to make a breaking change. Unfortunately, what how that gets kind of interpreted is, you know, there's no stability will break things like a drop of a hat, which, you know, if you look at the history of microprofile, it's definitely not what's happening. I mean, there's been a relatively, there's a relatively few breaking changes. Um, and where they are made, they, they, we tend to control them. Like, um, at the moment, we, we align the breaking changes to one release a year. Now, with Jakarta E9 coming, I think there are some people who think there'll be a breaking change in, in this, two breaking changes this year, one for Jakarta E8, one for Jakarta E9. Um, I, I, I suspect that that won't happen. Um, I, I don't think Microprofile will jump onto the Jakarta E9 um, namespaces immediately. But um, you, you got I, me I think, wrong. You I got me wrong. Viewing... I, I never. And actually, I, I, I consider Microprofile as be actually pretty stable. So it is specified. I never yeah, had a trouble and... trouble with migration. This is for me not an incubator at all. What it what it is, it uh, for me Microprofile provides functionality. Which is not as generic as the Jakarta E functionality, you know. So for me, is the Jakarta E more like operating system, and the micro profile more like you know cool tools and features you can use on top of the operating system, but they are stable or not. But for instance, 
I can run, I can use microprofile metrics or not. I could use config or not, but without CDI, I would say it is almost mission impossible, right? Or without, uh, if I right. need persistence, I will use JPA. And um, of course I could use um, EJB for dependency injection, but I have to admit I, I use EJBs a lot, but I always use add inject. I never use the add EJB injection. So, um, and this is the distinction. It's like, you know, yeah. the Jakarta is more like the boring stable stuff. And uh, microprofile, I would call it a stable innovation, which happens, you know, innovation happens elsewhere. Yes. <laughs> and it happens in Cloud Native Foundation. Yeah, that, yeah this is what, what, what I mean. And I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you. It's just, you know, uh, I, as I said, uh, you know, I, 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 I've been looking at the, um, the kind of late, I've been reading the mailing list and I keep up with the mailing list. And there is a kind of lot of focus on, um, you know, there's a lot of people out there who I think are in the, the, the user community um, who um, like talking about uh, using the word incubator for microprofile. And that was all I was really saying is I think we need to be careful. Yeah. Yes, there's, it changes and it's more leading edge and it's, it's less stable, but that doesn't mean that if you adopt it, you're going to have to rewrite code every, every six months because that's not, that's not what's happening. Um, and um, what, what's happening is a much more kind of considered evolution. And in fact, um, I think, you know, last, was it last year? Uh, yeah, uh, last, sometime last year, there was a, a mistake made to one of the specifications, which made it not backward compatible. Um, and what we did when we realized is we very quickly revised and reverted the change. And I don't think anyone actually implemented um, or ended up shipping an implementation of the one that had the breaking change because everyone realized it was a mistake, it was an accident, and that stability was more important. So, you know, a lot of care is taken to make sure that changes aren't made that are bad for users. It's, um, so it is, as you say, stable, but it is, almost, it is also useful and more kind of um, modern, mm -hmm. leading edge. I don't know if either of those are correct, but uh, yeah. And the uh, the breaking changes are not as impactful as the as the you know, breaking changes in Jakarta. For instance, uh, the uh, no the um, health API was not as usable at the beginning as is right now. So now we have readiness and liveness checks, and at the beginning they were not it didn't work as exp that well. But you know how many health checks you have in the application? Probably one or a view. So you can very easy to fix right. that, you know. And none of my clients was angry about that, for instance. Or uh, if you have metrics, and, and you know? actual, yeah. Sorry, that's a really good example because that when 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 the microprofile health added readiness and liveness checks, they didn't remove the old annotations. Yeah, the old annotations are still there. It's just if you're going to try and integrate into Kubernetes where it has different concepts of liveness and, and readiness, you don't want to map them to a single endpoint. Exactly. So whilst I expect at some point there'll be a version of health which doesn't have uh, those APIs that, to be honest, nobody really used yeah. um, for the exact reason you outlined, it wasn't very useful. Mm -hmm. um, when, when we added liveness and readiness, we didn't take anything away. Um, somebody who was using health could move up and, and continue to use it. So even where really significant improvements and changes have been made, there's been a lot of care to not just pull the rug out. And it does result in a lot of interesting discussions because, um, you know, a lot, as I say, a lot of the people working on microprofile, um, they, 
they they either come from a Java background where stability of API is really important, or they come from the user community because we have people from the user community involved and they don't want to see the API changing underneath them because you know it's all very well and good to say, oh well, in this modern world of microservices, you test my code and my dependencies are all the same time. But people want to be able to stay current because they want the late, you know, if there's a security fix in some software library you're using, you want to be able to move up. You don't want to have to rewrite your code just to move up and get the latest security fixes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now, what I wanted to uh, to, to take, you know, the, uh, the uh, health as an example, it's like if, if there were breaking changes, they, they are really easy to fix because it's not like, you know, every class is depend, depends uh, in a project on, on health check. And... Um, the metrics, the same stuff. You know, there's a couple of annotations. If you if you uh, take a look on, on tracing, for instance, there's basically one traced annotation. So the microprof is a little bit different because you can, you know, with a view annotations, you 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 get a lot. And uh, the breaking changes usually, you know, annotation changes stuff like that. So this is the breaking changes. And and in in in, in Jakarta e, I mean, if they if C, if CDI breaks, you know, everything is broken. And in mind, you can also fix without. Yes. Yeah, but you get uh, this is a complete different, you know, no impact. And also, no, not every project has to use all microprofile specs. But pretty much, you know, uh, most of the project are using, you know, core of Jakarta APIs, except the deprecated ones, like you know, SOAP is not deprecated, but SOAP is not used a lot, and the SOAP registries and all the old stuff and IOP. But you know, yeah. pretty much, you know, transactions and startup singleton schedules, CDI. JPA is used everywhere, so this is like, you know. and um, and you know, I've been, mm-hmm. I, I I've been working on so so the Open Liberty IO website has a REST um, endpoint that's used by the website, and I've been trying to update it because it was using Java EE six, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, please don't, please don't shout. Um, and and I I was I, I've been updating it to make use of microprofile and because of the annotation based approach one of the nice things is I've started to use the annotations but I'm not yet at a point where I want to turn them on um, and that's been really easy for me because I've added the annotations my code compiles against it but I just don't pull in a microprofile um, fault tolerance implementation and it's not it's not doing anything it's not impinging on my code because it's just an annotation approach and if it if it can't be loaded at runtime the class can still be loaded which is actually one of the things that I really like mm-hmm. about using uh, microprofile it's also frustrating because if I don't add the runtime code backing it and I'm wondering why am I only firing a uh, or why am I not doing a retry? But um, it, it, in terms of kind of prototyping, I've added the annotation on, and I'm going off and doing some other things, knowing I can come back and turn it on as I move in towards uh, um, deployment. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, um, what the next step? What do you think should happen with MicroProfile and, and Jakarta? There are lots of discussions. People are opinionated. So my yeah yeah my my preference is is that we we find a way to work together and stop having um these arguments um and you know some of them are i think really some there are some difficult kind of issues like um you know uh, at the moment uh there's some there's some belief that there is a need for a, a configuration to be supported in jakarta ee mm-hmm. um but because of the way microprofile was set up, um, at the moment, Jakarta really can't reference anything in microprofile. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why there's a lot of discussions around working groups 
and the specification process because th th those will close those those issues. Um, so I, I'd like to see those being uh, resolved. I'd like them to be. I'd like it to be resolved in a way everyone is. I'm not going to say happy with, but can accept. Mm -hmm. um, because I'd like us to progress to the point where we're making, you know, we're making progress and we're doing meaningful um, um, in evolution. I think there's, you know, there's there's value in in evolving some of the specifications in Jakarta EE, especially the ones that like CDI, like uh, JAXRS, uh, like JSONB. Um, and I think there are other areas where. Um, it's much less, but I, I don't think it's useful for us to spend a lot of time with kind of two Eclipse projects that are really peers, um, you know, um, being perceived to be uh, loggerheads with each other, which is how I think that's how, how it, 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 I think it looks today. Yeah. Uh, my um, uh, user point you know, of view, what, what, what I, what I would like to see is, you know, to strip, you know, Jakarta down to, to, uh, to, whatever necessary. So I will remove, you know, all the SOAP, uh, IOP, uh, whatever possible, just remove from Jakarta E. So keep it as lean as possible. So we have to know just the base uh, base functionality we, we need. And uh, by the way, what, what made me curious, I try, you know, to deprecate <laughs> SOAP several times, but I always, you know, go, no, we cannot do this. It's used a lot, but I have to admit, no, in the greenfield projects, I, I never saw, you know, soap for years. And it seems like, you know, soap has a huge uh, <laughs> fan, fan family in the in the mailing lists. And uh, they try, because they try to deprecate EGBs, like, yeah, we can deprecate EGBs. But if you, if, if you, if, if you, I would like to deprecate something, I would deprecate soap with all the, you know, because I never saw uh, soap for years and EGBs are still still in use and we should move, you know, the functionality from EGB to CDI, CDI and then delete EGBs. But um, yeah, this is like, you know, huge, huge uh, fanboy uh, community and, uh, and, and uh, you know why? So why, why, why soap is still a thing? You see a lot of soap, you know, in, a, in, in Greenfield projects? Yeah. Oh. Uh, no, not in Greenfield. No, in Greenfield. No, I, exactly. I, see, I don't see it. Right. I, I, I see very, I don't see any, um, any soap at all in Greenfield. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but everyone is, everything is rest. Yeah. In new projects. So it means, this means um, we could actually deprecate soap because it means, you know, deprecate doesn't mean we should remove it. It should be, you know, it's just like deprecate. So, well, so, so the, the problem with deprecating is deprecate does imply removal. Yeah. And I, so if, if it was, if it was stated, it was stabilized. Um, I think there'd be, I think there'd be a lot more sympathy with it being stabilized. Um, it, I, I think the problem is that I, I know that there is a lot of soap out there and I know there's a lot of soap out there because I talk to, um, I talk to other people in, um, in IBM who work on doing kind of, migration modernization projects and the number one thing that the number one thing that comes out to be honest is JAXRPC. um mm -hmm. there's an awful lot of JAXRPC. there's probably more JAXRPC out there than there is JAXWS. Mm -hmm. um now that that just for me that 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 says that um removing JAXRPC is probably a bad, bad, bad worse idea than um uh you know, removing Jack's RPC and leaving Jack's WS in is perhaps not the right answer. Although I think that's what's happening. Yeah, but, uh, uh, but all, all my projects have you know, a lot of businesses all, who still need it. Yeah, but all my projects have you know EGB, so we could never deprecate EGBs. But uh, why not? 
I mean, you know, this is in greenfield projects. I cannot rely on EGBs anymore, and I will migrate the EGBs to CDI. For instance, uh, in some projects, they ask me, you know, uh, whether I will help them, you know, could help them to migrate Jakarta to Quarkus. And we always achieved that in around a day. And this was like, you know, Java E application was not a problem at all. Uh, I mean, so this is like, you know, uh, they ask, I saw in mailing his uh, thoughts about deprecating JSPs. I mean, JSPs is, is still useful, could be useful. And uh, and uh, deprecating EGBs, absolutely useful right now. SOAP in Greenfield, absolutely not useful. And it's still, no, we cannot do this because. But what also what you mentioned, um, People can still use Jax RPC as they use, you know, EJBs, but you can still deprecate it right now to set a signal, you know, in future releases, uh, don't rely, you know, on uh, on a SOAP anymore. And uh, if you like, use the old application service or IBM can just provide, you know, paid support and then you can run your SOAP forever, right? Yeah, and I've seen people kind of be, who've said, oh, we can remove it from the specification and then the vendors will still provide support for it because they have customers who'll pay them for it. Yeah. And, you know, I actually kind of have some sympathy with that argument because, um, you know, I know how reticent we are to remove anything that has a significant customer base behind it. But I don't know on this one. Um, I, 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 I understand, you know, I understand your EJB point. Um, I, I, I'm not, personally a let's get rid of ejb person i think ejb is much maligned um ejb2 is not much maligned ejb2 absolutely is rightly maligned but i think ejb3 and forward is is actually a much nicer api i think just like jp you know jpa is nice um is nice and and entity beans are not yeah uh no no, i mean yeah i I think there's i think there's two i I think there are two purposes for uh for this thing there's you know there's been discussion around this there's there's something people want to have a label on something so they know that their existing application continue to run there's that and then there is here is the bunch of technologies we think you should be investing in because it makes a a, a good greenfield project and that's where I think the jakarta kind of um has and probably will continue to kind of suffer a little bit because those are two different perspectives. And I think you saw that in the SOAP discussion, which is some people in the community really wanted to remove it because Greenfield projects don't use it. And others really didn't want to because it's still necessary and they still want it in the platform in order to support those applications. Yeah. Um, what I would like to do is with Jakarta E, if it would be possible, you know, to remove uh, whatever is not absolutely necessary and most of the technologies. So uh, I think EJBs could be moved over to CDI. JPA is absolutely necessary. Bin validation is necessary. You know, the um, Then the um, asynchronous utility, for instance, could be removed because uh, Java concurrency utilities, I think is Java concurrency utilities, could be in future removed because we get microprofile fault torrents, which is similar in my eyes. And... Um, if we if we so we should remove whatever is whatever possible and what what I just saw in the mailing list because uh, they ask you know should we uh, deprecate JSPs or should we deprecate EGBs so if you consider in a project you know the tooling required to EGBs or JSPs is almost you no know, not nothing 
and SOAP, you have the old, you know, generation tool chains with generates from Vistel, all the stuff in Maven plugins, strange stuff, lots of bloat. And I said, okay, if you think about removing GSPs on EJBs, why not then SOAP? And then the discussion started because uh, it was just made me curious why people would like to remove JSPs or EJBs and not a SOAP, which for me was not, for, for me, well, it's almost no difference. Right? I think Yeah. I, I think if you're going to go there, you also need to remove JAXB as a dependency in JAXRS because yeah, it still pulls in XML and XML yeah. parsing and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, you have JSONB. Um, right. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So it's, yeah, I... Not to remove. I'm not going to go Different. and say I disagree with you because I think it's a va- absolutely valid perspective. Yeah, we are just, you know, it is an informal discussion. It's not like, you know, uh, this is just our thoughts. Yeah. And, yeah, and I'm a user and you are just now from the vendor perspective and just wanted not to have a chat well, to understand a little I, bit more what I, happens. I'm also, mm-hmm. I also, tr- I try to use, I, you know, I try to use the the APIs. I don't, I don't look at it purely from a, a, a vendor perspective. Um, I think, I, you know, I think I, I want to see microprofile Jakarta be successful and I want to see people using the APIs and I, I can't do that if I, if I take a, uh, I don't take the perspective of somebody trying to use these APIs. And, you know, that, that's one where I, area where I think, um, you know, SOAP isn't as user friendly because it's, there's, you know, the, there's a lot more you need to do and deal with and think about than, than rest. I mean, to be honest, doing good rest is probably as hard as doing good SOAP, but, uh, yeah. doing, uh, doing bad SOAP is, Probably significantly more expensive than doing bad rest. Yeah, I, I have to I have to admit I did a lots of you know code reviews, but I never saw a good Vistel. All WSDLs they were like you know remote procedure calls hidden behind you know. Uh, oh well, I mean if we're going to go that way, I don't think I've ever seen a good um, good open API, but that's because it uses either uh, JSON or YAML, and I'm not a fan of either of those formats for writing API documentation. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Fair enough. So back to the to the config uh, discussion. From user perspective, I really don't care whether you know it is a microprofile config or Jakarta E, because you know this add inject config property is fine for me. And uh, as you said, for me are you know lost cycles uh, or lost uh, energy on just discussing where it should be because it's already there. This is very usable. I have to uh, to to tell you. I never heard a, a client uh, complains about uh, config. It just works out of the box. Everyone is happy. And uh, the only thing what I heard a little bit, if you create your own config sources, um, many clients expect to have dependency injection inside the config uh, source, which is not available right now, which is understandable because uh, it, it happens before you know everything boots. But still, this was the only surprise that it uh, does not come you know with full CDI support if you implement your own config source. This was the only surprise, but everyone is happy so far. And instead of discussing that, I'm absolutely with you. I would rather, you know, focus on a new specs like, let's say, cloud events or I don't know, something I, more I, interesting, I, right? Honestly, I would prefer I would prefer that a discussion around config was on things like, um, can we find a way of making um, uh, dependency injection working config sources. I think that's probably a much more useful conversation that should it be in a Jakarta namespace or an org eclipse microprofile one. Yeah. Um, you know the uh, Parkinson's law of triviality? 
You are well. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it is very yeah. very easy to discuss. You know where where a config should be. You know whether it is in 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 Jakarta or micro profile, but I know it is uh, would be a little more productive. You know, as you said, just to make you know dependency yeah. injection work in config source. One of my uh, one of my work colleagues refers to this kind of conversation as bike shedding. Yeah, um, yeah, bike shedding is, that, is known, but you know, bike shedding comes from, but. Yeah, bike shedding comes uh, in Wikipedia article. There's the nuclear reactor was uh, Parkinson's law of triviality. Like in the 50s, they built in USA. Nu yeah. Nu yeah, and bike shedding is uh, uh, is uh, is more known in Germany at least a term. I always you know use the Parkinson law because the law of triviality. And if you deal with architects, laws are always good. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah. fun actually. So yeah, um, yeah, I'm I'm with you, and um, it's a little bit of pity. But uh, what's also interesting. I don't think, you know, mailing lists is an appropriate medium, you know, to discuss such stuff. Um, I will, um, I recorded a podcast with Marcus Kark, you know Marcus, from Jaxtress yes. Specchia. And uh, I... Uh, I know him from mailing lists. Yeah. I don't know him in person. I know him from mailing lists. Yeah. And um, and uh, I read uh, his mails and back then some articles at uh, java.net. And uh, what, what I found out, he's actually from Germany. What I didn't know is also German. And um, yep. and and my you know my perception of him is is really aggressive you know because he wanted you know to have his stuff going and he was very yeah uh, aggressive in positive way you know to putting his mind in, into 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 the uh, the, yes. the stuff and then I um, invited him to a AHXFM podcast and we had a chat and uh, and I understood why he wanted to to have the things because uh, he 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 ran a business or he 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 needed the stuff for machines and he wanted to avoid um, to avoid you know proprietary extensions of, of or proprietary dependency on Jersey and he wanted you know to push the standard forward but from the mailing lists and from the java.net uh, my my you know my opinion of him was a completely different and now after the podcast he was you know the nicest guy ever and he just wanted to be very effective in his communications you know to achieve the most with no lesser words so very efficient way of communicating but this is why i think if everyone would meet in in, in a room and discuss the things i think we will be all the, on the same opinion i i i think i think face to face discussions 99% of the time work uh they they smooth over those kind of um communication style issues um that the not always and sometimes it can be very difficult that's that's one of the, the one of the powerful things about mailing lists is the fact that and you know anyone can participate anyone can read one of the downsides is that um it can be quite daunting to kind of get involved in in some of the conversations especially when they end up with people talking at each other rather than to each other and what i don't like are the mailing lists i never like that um, I, I cannot do this, but some but some people can write you know long emails in shortest amount of time, and and I just cannot keep up. So uh, it was I, I tried you know to contribute something at the Java E space. It was like when was it five ten years ago? Is Java E was Java Eight was still a thing five years ago, and the, the, there were so many emails, so so much content. I was not even able to read everything, and for me it was impossible to contribute because I wanted to say something and I got to you know ten emails. Back with uh, no one email is like you know one 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 oh. one page size, and for me it was almost mission impossible to contribute any, anything meaningful. So I always you know wondered myself so, 
how people are doing this? Are they, are they reading, you know, 10 times faster than, than I'm doing or what, what's, what's my problem, you know? Yeah. And I, I, I completely understand that because I, 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 I have, uh, I, I decided I had to catch up on the mailing list conversation and I've read 200, just over 200 emails on micro profile and Jakarta E, um, discussions. Half of which were about Jakarta uh, config and micro profile okay. config, and I, I'm I'm reading them. I'm just like, and and it's like 25 percent of my email backlog for this email account <laughs> is the, a discussion about that, and it started on April 1st. Yeah, yeah. I saw the, the discussion. I had to ignore that uh, because I had to work to do. I didn't even open the Jakarta emails, but this is uh, like you, as you said, uh, 150. Hundred emails in my mailbox, and and the longer you wait, you know, the the the, the worse it gets because you will have to read the old ones, you know, you can, in reverse order to understand the, the whole things, right? I what I tend to find is that if I if if I don't read the emails, I'm I'm never gonna end up within like two weeks. I'm not I'm not gonna read them. Um, <laughs> so eventually, eventually, um, I I just go and clear them out and say I've read them, even though I haven't read them because it's like. There's only so much point at history. Like, there's a big discussion about should there be, you know, what will the microprofile working group be like? Should there be one? Should there be one joint with Jakarta E? Should there be separate ones? And, you know, I tried to read and keep up, and I just fell so far behind. I have no idea where that discussion is. I'm not going to catch up. Um, I don't know the history at this point, so I'm just waiting for you know the smart people to make up uh, the mind and make a decision. And hopefully, in the next day or so, I'll I'll look at a revised proposal and I'll go and say, well, this is my opinion, and hope no one notices. Although maybe telling everyone on this podcast that I'm ignoring emails is not a smart move if I want to pretend I've read them. But how how I can summarize our discussion for today? I think uh, uh, that what we can tell is uh, Jakarta. -y is uh, by nature more stable, has to be more stable than MicroProfile is. MicroProfile is, is, is not an incubator. It's just, you know, it uh, provides added value to Jakarta E, mostly driven by cloud technologies. And if you take a look at the MicroProfile image, the first line is like uh, the, 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 the lower layer are Jakarta E specs. And on top of that, you see, you know, the added value from MicroProfile, like config, open API, open tracing, metrics, uh, fault tolerance, uh, what what else? Uh, now reactive messaging, um, anything else? Fault tolerance, um, and uh, this uh, fault tolerance a little bit different because fault tolerance was invented by Java developers more or less, and everything else is driven actually by cloud net native foundation, like health checks by Kubernetes. Uh, metrics by open metrics or the open telemetry um open api by open api or swagger so this is like outside our java control i would i, I would say and um so i think it is microprofile has to have you know different release cycles that should move more fast or more quickly than Jak jakarta or java because you know the cloud native foundation moves more quickly and and we have to implement the standards you know fast enough to be current on the recent Kubernetes and the recent cloud, you know, otherwise it's pointless. And Jakarta E is, is older, so all the APIs are more stable. And uh, from my user point of view, I don't care where, where the API is, whether it is 
you know, micro profile or in Jakarta E. And after the renaming, it is uh, even nicer because you have Jakarta E is like the more stable and the added values as Orc micro uh, or Eclipse micro profile. Um, and um, I think this is what we can uh, uh, agree on. And uh, I think it would be nice if in the future we would focus on more added value and less, you know, political discussions, right? So because the politics is a little bit boring for me at least. Yeah. And uh, the uh, added features are more exciting for me as a developer. And as a user, it would be nice to have one dependency which comprises both Jakarta and MicroProfile, but I don't think it is possible. It's like microservices, like we have two teams Two life life cycles are good things to keep them separate. So this is my architectural point of view, right? Right. I, I and I I think that I mean that, that that kind of certainly from where we have been in in the the past that certainly makes sense because you know we've we've got done three releases micro profile a year for quite quite a while now, and in that intervening time, to be honest. There's been what, one release of Java E so far, um, and Jakarta E is the same as Java E, and Jakarta E now isn't around. So I, I think that certainly makes sense. I think I think part of the reason why we end up in these kind of d discussions and the debates is because there are there are people who are hoping that kind of now Jakarta E is at Eclipse, it will speed up and it will start to do some of these kind of more forward looking. Um, APIs, which is the kind of the niche that MicroProfile has built out for itself. And, um, you know, I, I can, you know, and that, and, and there certainly seems to be a, a view from some people in the community that we'd be better off with just one brand and the Jakarta brand rather than having two. Um, personally, I think there's space for both. And I think that both of them can co coexist together and should coexist together. Um, and I, I think the worst thing is for really for us to continue having, um, uh, you know, discussions that position them as as alternatives as opposed to complementary. Yeah, uh, I mean, this is just you know naming, but uh, you, you could name you know the Jakarta E like the Jakarta E base profile, and you could name the micro profile as Jakarta E cloud profile, you know, and then you you have both. You have the Base, and if you go to the cloud, you just take the cloud profile, and cloud profile needs the base profile, something like this. This could be doable, but uh, I mean, micro profile is a great brand already, so as the name is good, there's no need you know, to rename it. But from the architectural perspective, we could do that, yeah. right? So you could include just right, the, and I, I, yeah, yeah, and and I, I think, I think it's easy to kind of make. Um, you know, I, I am, you know, it's easy to say, oh, why don't we just call MicroProfile the Jakarta Cloud Profile? Um, but, you know, names are, names are one of the, names are another thing where it's really easy for you to kind of get bogged down by. And I know this because, um, I'm considered the naming police for all things in open liberty, which isn't really a, a, a thing I like. Uh, naming is important, but at the end of the day, you can't spend all your time debating names. Yeah, exactly. You need to come. You need to try and quickly as possible come to what is the best compromise because you can spend all your time discussing a name and not delivering value. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you know, the whole point of these is is to provide value to people who are trying to build cloud native applications. Exactly. Um, and 
you know, when we started out with MicroProfile, you know, we, we, we talked about it in terms of microservices and, you know, there are gaps that microservices has. But to be honest, um, some of those gaps that we were trying to plug, that it's not about microservices. Um, there's a lot of people who are trying to, whether you would consider this a good thing or a bad thing, to put the monolithic applications in Kubernetes and they still need health, right? Yeah. Um, just because you're not a microservice doesn't need, mean you don't have that concern. And people have been trying to deal with fault tolerance in, in the Java world for a, a long time. That's not something that's unique to microservices. It's just going cloud native, going into, um, into these environments. Uh, it, it's kind of had caused people to have different attitudes and different approaches to how to solve those things. But I have to admit, for me, it was, it is almost no difference. Back then, uh, we had uh, application service clusters, and the clusters have to had to talk to each other, and we had exactly the same problems we have right now with Kubernetes. So, if you have one cluster, is one app, and it uh, one monolithic app, and talks to another app, you had to think, you know, about item potency, about retries, about timeouts, but uh, the problems were ignored, so they were not as fashionable to talk about, you know. And with the Kubernetes, it uh, became, you know, obvious that you have to deal with the stuff, and it became I, an agenda point, you know, on 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 the non-functional requirements. And now it became, I, you know, very fashionable to talk about the problems we had, you know, for years. So I, for, for I, me, it's not I, really, I really, really no, no kidding. So now my my modern Kubernetes projects is almost no difference to ten old, ten years old projects. Even though we have still. Uh, Ten years ago, we had no dependencies. Back then, we probably implemented a little bit by ourselves with retries and, and dependency injection was like two, three classes, not a huge thing. And now everything's a little bit you know, more powerful and better, of course, but uh, conceptual, no difference. There's a so you're you're right. Uh, although there is a kind of scale issue, which is when when you're writing a monolith and component A is talking to component B and they're in the same JVM, you just do do a cross method call, and you don't have to worry about whether the downstream EJB is going to suddenly disappear because in general, they don't suddenly disappear. Other things can go wrong, but they don't suddenly disappear. So I think it does in a sense um, change because if you break those two things into separate JVMs, you have to think about problems that you could basically mostly ignore before. Yeah, but we always had that because um, we never had isolated applications. So application from one department yes. always talk, you know, to five different other applications from different clusters. So we had to you know one to five always. So uh, right. all larger but, projects. But now instead of yeah. you have, but instead of you talking to five, you're now talking to 15, 50, 100. In crazy project, that, yes. That, it, and that, yeah. That, yeah. I, I, right. Whether it's it's right to be that, that scale or not, I, I'm not trying to comment. I'm just saying that... Um, as you as you break, if you break up, if you had five big applications before, and you decide to divide each one up into s small things that cross communicate, um, the scale of of the problem increases. And what happens right now? If you look that's at what it, I'm trying uh, to say. Yeah, what uh, what you take a look at conferences right now, monolith became become fashionable again. So I think what will happen in the next few years, you will see more and more monolithic apps on uh, on on kubernetes because it is actually pointless to have you I, know hundreds of microservices for no reasons you just you know I, you have to care about yeah 
I think what's most likely to happen is that we end up rebranding Monolith something that doesn't sound so bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, um, I, I remember. What do you remember? Yeah, you know, I remember when we had. Oh, I remember. I remember when people were, you know, doing the switch to everything as a web application. They would have, you know, rich and poor being the, the you know, who if you were somebody pushing big desktop apps, you would come up with a phrase you know, to refer to the web ones. Like you would be rich and they would be poor. But yeah. if you were a web app person, you would ref- talk about fat versus thin yeah. and you were thin and they were fat because obviously no one wants to be fat. And it feels to me as if monolith, we're, we're going to end up rebranding monolith somehow. And I don't know who's going to come up with the term, but it would be somebody, it would be somebody like, I don't know, Martin Fowler or someone who comes up with a, a term and it'll just be, Instead of microservices and monolith, it'll be microservices and whatever this new term is. And all yep. of a sudden, we'll have a, a debate which is more nuanced than everyone has to do microservices. I already saw somewhere modulith, modulith, and uh, what I, uh, but I, I heard it or I invented it. I don't know, microlith, you know, because uh, what I do is I create no dependencies, small war, everything included. And if it's fast and ships, we go in production right at. Perfect. So, um, Alistair, where pe- people can find you on the internet? Um, so, I'm on Twitter. Um, my Twitter handle is uh, NottyCode, N-O-T-T-Y, uh, code, C-O-D-E. Um, I'm, I, I also have a LinkedIn presence, but to be honest, I, I log in there once in a blue moon. So, um, I'm not going to guarantee if people try and connect with me there that I will notice. Yeah, very good. I also have absolutely, hopefully, no presence on like LinkedIn, so I, I forgot actually to register and since then. I have no presence, so we both are just on Twitter, I think. So thank you. Yeah. It was fun to chat with you and uh, know to hear perspective from from vendor side because I was always curious to know how it's uh, perceived from from you know from from your side because uh, from user perspective is completely different. I, d- I don't know if it's necessarily completely different, but there are definitely different considerations when you're the implementer versus yeah. the user. Exactly, and um, you know. Uh, uh, I, I, you know, I think there's a, there's a lot, you know, every now and then you'll see somebody who's railing against the, the, uh, the vendors and, and, you know, the vendors have, will have a perspective, which is essentially, well, that might sound like a really good thing for the end user, but how on earth am I going to implement it? Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think actually a really good standard is one that can balance both of those. I mean, this is why I think EJB2, um, I know you're trying to wrap up, but EW2 is really bad because it was almost entirely written from the perspective of how, how do we make it easy for the vendors? And it wasn't written from the perspective of the end users. And that's why I think EJB3 and CDI are much better because they but, do a much better job of Alistair. kind of doing something that's good for both. But EJB2, if you think about that, it was you no know, prior annotations. It was really hard to come up with something better than EJB2 back then, right? So, uh, because if you think about this, how they were, you know, created, how the architecture of EGB2, um, it was actually back then state of the art. So this 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 home interface was abstract factory, and uh, the implementation, you know, created the the interface. So it was actually what I saw replicated in enterprise projects for years. So um, it is easy to bash, but um, EGB3 came with Java 5, and so with annotations. So it was really easy to fix, you know, the problems, and uh, the problems were uh, also fixed with Xdoclet. And what EGB three did, they looked at Xdoclet. Remember Xdoclet? No. 
Xdoclet was, uh, you have to look it up, Xdoclet at SourceForge. You had to put um, Javadoc uh, comments and it generated the whole infrastructure for you. And then EJB3, the annotations B were almost borrowed from Xdoclet uh, Javadoc comments. And um, so I, I say EJB2 were hard to use, harder to use than EJB3. But back then, you know, everything looked like that. So, so I, I understand, um, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not trying, well, I guess I am trying to bash the vendors of old, um, yeah. although I was, yeah. I've been a vendor for a long time. Uh, it, the, there are still um, things about... Um, Remote entity so, beans, so they, they were st- problematic. There are still, there are other, th- there's other things than just add pure annotations that EJB, um, uh, EJB3 introduced. Um, the, you know, the dependency injection stuff, which was really borrowed from what Spring was doing, I think also was a significant reason why it's much easier to use than having to go and do JNDR lookups and write the reams and reams of JNDR lookup code. But to be so fair, it's not but, just but, the but, case. But, but to be fair about the dependency injection back then was not only Spring. There was, I remember, HiveMind. And uh, it was another Apache projects, and there were um, how is called uh, Excalibur what Apache project, and the Spring uh, was actually a sample code on the book uh, Enterprise Java without EJB from Roy Johnson, and because of the book, uh, Spring became popular. But there were no many competing frameworks, uh, frameworks to Spring back then. But they didn't survive. Yeah, there there was a there because of marketing, you know. And um, but the concept right, was uh, was was there, right? I you know I, I yes and uh, I'm and uh, you know so I think I think EJB three did a lot and I, I to improve things, but I I don't think that um, there was a you know I think that we could have you know, I think we could have done that if we didn't have annotations. It's just annotations made everything so much better. And actually, that's one of the nice things about EJB three is it kind of went all in on annotations right at the beginning, and it took. Um, other frameworks quite a while to end up with a a good um, annotation based approach. Yeah, EJB um, three were great uh, from the beginning, and EJB two were EJB state. Also, EJBs were okay, and then the remote entity bins were a mistake. I would say this was clearly a mistake. I, I think yeah. entity. I think I think the EJB two X entity bins is an was a mistake, and yeah. uh, I. I think the the good thing about it, it the only good thing uh, I think that could be said about it is it told us what not to do, and as a result of that, we got um, other people and we hibernate and JPA came along. Yeah, so perfect. Now, now we even you know uh, discuss a little bit of history of of enterprise Java, and uh, yeah, thank you and um, have a great time. So, what time is it? Is it uh, morning Thanks. on your side? Uh, no, I, I'm in I'm in Toronto, so that's uh, currently four o'clock in the evening. Oh, very good. So uh, ten oh, p.m. afternoon. Ten p.m. on my side. And uh, how how is you know the situation with Corona in Toronto? Everything locked down as well? Um, I I I get the feeling it's a little bit more locked down in the UK where my uh, parents okay. are because they're t- they're talking about banning exercise exercise. Um, but yeah, they they they're clo- they've closed. I think as of yesterday, they closed all the hardware stores. Um, they're they're telling people, you know, I think it's likely they're going to tell us not to go out without masks soon. Although where we get masks from is an interesting question. So yeah, it's it's pretty locked down. Okay. Um, there's there's there is a concern, you know, because Toronto's uh, the Canada's biggest city. I think there are people who are 
quite worried about uh, the New York example and not wanting to replicate it because there's quite a lot of people in a small area. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're, we're, you know, just like everyone, we're trying to be sensible. Yeah. Then stay at don't home. Go, don't go out unless we have to. Uh, stay at home. Yeah. K- keep hacking, right? Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you a lot. Thank you. Take care.